The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Bro. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot, the United States Heavyweight Champion. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, contenders. How about hypnosis? Let's get through Psychosis, psychosis. Whatever. Whatever, he's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 234 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLaRente, and I'm joined by the RawCast broadcast journalist, none other than Samuel Kalunga. All right, Elias is no longer on my show, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. Oh, goodness. <laughs> What's going on, Sam? How have you been? Uh, well, took a trip to the to the East Coast. Uh, you can listen to that on the uh, the Patreon, right? Yes, yes, you can. You can listen to Sam's adventure in the big city during WrestleMania weekend over on the Dark Match Patreon dot com forward slash CSPN Media. But I will give you a brief, uh, very, very, very brief rundown of WrestleMania. Uh, it was cold. I was freezing. It, it was eight hours. I only had a t-shirt. The end. Uh, how was your traffic situation getting home? Well, luckily, Pace Turner and company uh, knew a guy who had a car, and he took us all over there. While, uh, sadly, sad to say, other people that I know um, had to wait for a train, or had to wait for a bus, and were there until 7 a.m. Now, why would you? Why were you so underdressed? Why didn't you? Because I didn't do my research. Apparently. Smart enough to take a jacket. Didn't do any research. Knowing that it was going to start in the daytime and definitely insignificantly well into the night. Because I think if I remember the day before was actually okay, so I was like, okay, it shouldn't be that bad then. Yeah. Did you do anything afterwards with your wrestling buddies after WrestleMania? Nah, nah. I just went, just went to back to the crib and. It started raining, so I just went in. I ran to the uh, market next door and grabbed some food and just sat in the hotel and just chilled until like around three o'clock. And I just went to bed. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So glad that Sam could carve out some time to join us here on this week's edition of the WrestleCast. Miss Didi Jonet is still vacationing in parts unknown. And. We'd like to send a big congratulations to Mr. Magnum Prime as Baby Mania is right here on our doorstep. His wife was induced into labor earlier in the day of this recording. So hopefully by the weekend, he'll have his new bundle of joy home and healthy. So good luck to Magnum Prime and his wife. Uh, congratulations to them as well. So we'll get into this edition of the WrestleCast. Find the WrestleCast each and every week on the CSPN. You can find the CSPN on the web at CSPN.us. So some news to start out this week's edition of the WrestleCast. And we'll start out with Goldust. Goldust is taking off the face paint. He is no longer a member of the WWE he asked for and was granted his release. And 
He signed with AEW. And now Dustin Rhodes. Is he, is he going to be the natural? The natural? Dustin I don't know if he's going to be the natural, but I know he's going to be Dustin Rhodes. And he's going to face off with Cody <laughs> in the main event at All or Nothing. I have been waiting for him to just beat Dustin Rhodes for years. Do you, you understand how long? Like 20 plus years? Uh, since he became Gold Dust in yeah, because I was like, why can't, just be, why can't he just be Dustin Rhodes? <laughs> you got to go back to your WWE Network and pull up some 1993 WCW, man. Oh, that um, the uh, the match that fired. It was like the trailer, uh, the, trailer the, match. Yeah, the yeah, the black top bully match. Yeah, they were on the truck. That was great. That's some classic. Uh, I was actually there. talking about some of his uh, matches against Steve. I know him and Steve Austin had a hell of a match for the TV title on a WCW pay-per-view uh, back there in like 93. They were both bleeding. That's a hell of a match. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm definitely going to. It's. Uh, I'm definitely going to order the uh, Double or Nothing. Yeah, I'm going to find some way to watch it. I may not order it, but yeah, I'll definitely be watching it. Well, I ordered the last one. I mean, I actually ordered it on my TV. So I was fortunate enough to be able to watch it through the New Japan subscription, but uh, since they are not affiliated with New Japan at this moment, uh, I'm going to have to get creative. But somebody you have to will, sell, sell, sell the seven seas. Yeah, somebody will, be, uh, somebody will be fortunate and thankful enough to help a brother out. <laughs> And Daniel Bryan has not been in the ring since his match with Kofi at WrestleMania. Uh, it is reported that he is suffering from some undisclosed injury. And, of course, when they're being so hush and mum, it makes everybody speculate that it has something to do with his head. I've heard reports that it's not his head, but they aren't disclosing exactly what it is. So hopefully Daniel Bryan can come back soon. And resume his awesome heel work that he was doing before he lost the title to Kofi. Sasha Banks is rumored that she is willing to sit out the remainder of her contract if that's what it takes for her to no longer be a part of the WWE. Wow, is this an official statement? Or? This is rumor and innuendo. This no, is like hearsay. Either. This is like hearsay from her that this is like kind of what she's feeling like she'll sit out her contract if she got to oh, let me see the uh let me hit up the old dot com right here see. yeah get some get some more info uh, have you been keeping up with the story you know what's going on right well yeah i kind of yeah because i've been kind of i've been in my for a minute so i really i mean i have been keeping up with some stuff but i'm not like super deep into it i just know like what i pick up here and there so Vince did the thing where he changed the booking for the Mania match at the last minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm caught up on that. Okay, all right, right. Anything that happened, like, they they didn't make, like, big news. I don't know. Nah, nah, just basically that they sent her home to kind of get her mind right, and it's up to her what she want to do. Uh-huh. So we're going to talk about WCW Triple Crown winner, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Uh, Johnny wrestling throughout the first pitch at the Cleveland Indians matinee baseball game. And yes, on his logo, it stated Johnny Gargano, WCW, Triple Crown winner. 
So I'm guessing what happened there was somebody was like, so he's in WWE, right? Oh, well, not exactly. He's kind of, oh, okay, say no more, WCW. <laughs> uh, it's very, uh, a very keen observation that you, you brought out, pointed out. Because at first, you know, it's just like, oh, that's cool. Johnny Gargano, Cleveland, where he's from. He's getting recognized. Awesome. And then it's just like, oh, oops, minor proofreading mistake. So I had a list of uh, headlines that could have been. Hold on, let me see. Oh, okay, here we go. Johnny plays with the big boys. You know, because WCW is where the big boys play. Right. Is this a fire pro simulation? Uh, Call him Johnny Nitro. Or the best one, when did our crew start running the Cleveland Jumbotron? Oh, God. (laughs) It's been a minute, but it's time for us to get into this week's edition of Monday Night Raw, brought to you by none other than Samuel Kalunga. I thought you were going to say brought to you by Sour Patch Kids. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> well, next week uh, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to find some way to watch that uh, to uh, watch that Bruiser Brody. Uh, it was thing. on the. It was like the, I caught the tail end of it, so like maybe the they last, show these like, things like ten times a day. Okay. Yeah, maybe like the twenty, like the last like fifteen minutes of it, where like Tony Atlas was like, you know, I rushed in there, we rushed him out, and blah blah yeah, blah. Because I really want to talk about this Tony Atlas character that he plays on TV. <laughs> Because all these like fallacies that he's probably okay, you know those dudes that are like, oh yeah, I was there, I seen the whole thing. Let me tell you all about it. He seems like one of those dudes that wasn't actually there, but knows everything. Well, I know for this particular thing, he was actually there. Though. He was, yeah, but he comes off as he come, he so comes off as one of those dudes. Oh, you know? right. right, right. He's like, oh, you know, yeah, I seen like just like like here locally when Josh Hamilton had one of his many uh, run-ins with uh, whatever. There were people calling up all the radio stations like, oh, yeah, I was in the bathroom when I seen this and this happen. And he was in there with some, yeah. That's how Tony Atlas seems and comes off of this thing. Because <laughs> whenever someone's like overly enthusiastic to share their story with you, like, I don't know. That's a red flag for me, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. All right, Monday Night Raw, live from uh, Iowa. Des Moines, Des Moines, Iowa. All righty. So Triple H comes down to cut a boring 20-minute promo. He points his mic to the crowd, and Seth Rollins, Iowa's own Seth Rollins, comes out. The two shake hands and hug as the crowd chants, burn it down. Seth says that at WrestleMania he was in the fight of his life, but he did what he, he said he would, and slay the beast and bring the title home. Triple H calls him a beast slayer. He says the landscape has changed because of the superstar shakedown. Now the whole world is gunning for him. Seth asks, what's next? Trips tells him, Tells them what's next. Two triple threat matches tonight, and the winner of those matches, the winners of those matches will face each other, and the winner of that will have to take on Seth and Money in the Bank. Joey Samoe comes out. He says his invite must have gotten lost in the mail, but he does what he wants anyway. He wants to be double champ like Becky Lynch. Rey Mysterio comes down. He says he didn't come to Raw just to hang out in catering. Well, he didn't say that, but I, I had said that. Uh, he wants the match against Seth. Drew McIntyre comes out. Uh, he says he's had zero opportunities, even though he's been clearing out the dead weight for over a year. Uh, the Miz comes out and talks. Boring Corbin comes out and talks. AJ Styles comes out. 
in the farm, and you'll never guess what he does. He came out it's, and talked. He talks as well, yeah. This whole thing took 22 minutes. Yeah, this uh, uh, this was, I was like, man, it is nine people in the ring. Well, eight active wrestlers in Triple H. And they ain't doing nothing but talking. This whole thing needs a refresh. This whole presentation. <laughs> yeah. Like, how long have they been doing these things now? Like, just like this every every time. So, all right. So, AJ Styles versus Samoe, Joey Samoe versus Rey Mysterio triple threat match. Styles hits a leg-sweeping backbreaker on Rey. Commentary mentions Joey and AJ's long history, but thought he mentioned exactly where. Joey Samoe is taking out early. Rey and AJ go, go at it for a few minutes. AJ goes for the Styles Clash, but Rey counters it and goes for a pin. But Joey Samoe comes to life and breaks up the pin. He then goes after both men. AJ tries to do a quarter splash, but Joey Samoe turns it into a urinage. The match rolls on. Ray gets Joe set up in a 619, but Joe gets out of it. And Ray, but then Ray hits a plancha over Joe to the outside. Ray and AJ get caught up on the top rope trying to suplex each other. Joe jumps up, sets up both men, and delivers a double suplex to both competitors. After the commercial, Joe runs at AJ and hits a massive clothesline. He goes for the pin, but only gets two. Joe sets Mysterio on the top rope, but Mysterio dives onto Joe. The three men fight some more. Joe attempts an airplane spin, but Ray turns it into a DDT. Joe is once again caught up for a 619, but Joe counters it into his clutch. He spots AJ, releases Ray, then hits the clutch on AJ. After more fighting, Ray hits the 619 on Joe. Ray, t- Ray tries to dive. AJ counters, hits a powerbomb on Ray on top of Joe. Then the Styles clash on Ray on top of a dead Joe. He then pins Joe for the one, two, three. This was pretty good. I mean, despite all the, what I just, like, they were going a million miles an hour and doing all this weird stuff. It was a pretty good match. That finish was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty nifty. They tried to do it twice, but the second time was the charm. Yeah, the uh, Styles or like, Clash. Or like use one guy to, to hit a, a move on the other guy. Right. To actually let him use the Styles Clash, too, is actually a big deal. No events don't really be liking that shit. Better than the one Alicia Fox tried to hit later. Which I think was a complete accident. I think she accidentally almost hit that. <laughs> she was going for a head scissors. That that did not. That's not what that looked like. <laughs> that's the reason why I'm clearing. I'm clearing it up for you. All right, Naomi versus the other one. The uh, other one. The other one. The, Billy, uh, yeah, Billy yeah. Gay. Yes, that one. So good to see Bayomi once again showing some skin in her gear. The One Piece was not doing it for me. Oh, like um, Renee said. Oh, this new gear, Naomi looked like birthday cake. <laughs> All right. So right off the bat, Corey Graves just talk, starts talking smack again. What is his, what is his, I don't know. Uh, Renee Young shuts him down and makes a Beyonce homecoming reference that, of course, Graves doesn't get. Uh, the other one cuts an awful promo with her shrill voice. I, don't, I honestly God, didn't understand a word she said. Uh, the two bencher. The other one yells something I can't understand. The match finally begins. Now you'll like this one here. Robert Gibson gets the upper hand right away, but then Naomi makes her pay for it with some flipping moves. Naomi gives Marty Jannetty the sunset flips and flip and pins her with the one, two, three. The match itself was shorter than the promo. Yes, it was. This is when I'm going to start calling her Robert or Roberta Gibson. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Better than the other one. All right, so creepy dollhouse promo. Can do away with that. Uh, the Miz versus Boring Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. Triple three match. The match starts with Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre double teaming on The Miz. They continue to pound on him with Miz kicking out of every pinfall. McIntyre suddenly takes Corbin out. Corbin gets back in the ring and clotheslines McIntyre. Miz starts to make a comeback now that his two opponents have started to focus on each other. By the way, I had to point that out myself. Commentary did not do their job and point that out. I don't know if they were told. I don't know if that was a thing. Well, you know, they got people in their ear. They don't always get a chance to say everything they want to say. I'm just saying, like, you're, I mean, well, I mean, it's already even established that they're not good at their jobs, but like, they should really point out the Miz was just picking the bones and now that the other two guys are distracted. But anyway, uh, Miz starts giving Drew and Baron eight kicks. McIntyre comes back with a Glasgow kiss or that kick. Anyway, Drew tries a Samoan drop on Miz, but Corbin comes in and powerbombs him off the top rope. After commercial, more stuff happens. AJ Styles is shown backstage watching TV the wrong way. Drew tries a Claymore kick on Miz. Miz counters into a figure four. Drew, thumb, Drew thumbs Miz in the eye, forcing him to break the hole. Corbin hits a deep six, and Miz kicks out. Corbin is mad. He leaves the ring, tries to spear Miz. Miz ducks out of the way. Corbin rams himself right into the steel steps. The match rolls on. Miz goes for a skull-crushing finale. It gets blocked, but Corbin still ends up on the outside. Miz is distracted. Drew hits a flying claymore. But when he goes for the pin, Corbin shoves him off, goes for the pin himself, and gets the one, two, three on the Miz. Oh, that was awesome. Say what you want about Baron Corbin. You know how we love a good heel tactic over here. I was <laughs> laughing my ass off. Uh, after the match, Dasha, I know she's not with the company anymore. Let me dream. After the match, Dasha interviews AJ Styles. Baron Corbin watches the interview on the Titan Tron. AJ talks about his own accolades. Since Baron does the same thing. AJ says he didn't beat Kurt Angle, but he did beat up John Cena. Let's see here. Uh... Sami Zayn comes out. He says for the past couple of weeks, he's been telling people about themselves. He says he's not bitter. He is the exact opposite. He is jubilant. The 10 months away from wrestling and away from fans was the happiest time of his life. He shows photos from his Instagram, going on hikes and being one with nature. He says the whole time he was trying to figure out what it was about WWE that was making him sick. Was it corporate? Was it the egotistical wrestlers? He finally figured out the problem, and the problem was it was the fans. He said he would rather be back on vacation and would rather be anywhere else but depressing Des Moines, Iowa. And he suggests that everyone in the crowd take a trip to hell. He does a mic drop and leaves. Okay, video package on Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander versus Cesaro. Now, are you of the mind that uh, Cesaro should go back to his music or is he, are you okay with him using the bar music? No, he should go back to his own music. He should go back to everything like it was in 2016. Now, what was his last music? Was it the one with the sirens? Yep. Okay, because in my head, the only thing I can remember is that one that used to belong to Dean Malenko. <laughs> oh, the no. one with, the, with the Russian rap on it? No, not that one. <laughs> I actually like that one. I thought that was cool. 
All right, so Cesaro starts uh, with the upper hand, delivery chops to Cedric in the corner. Cedric makes a comeback with some flippy moves, but Cesaro shows off his power by slamming him to the mat. Cesaro grounds Cedric with a series of holes. When Cedric does manage to break holes, Cesaro is quick to put him back down. The two, the two go back and forth some more, but Cedric almost getting the win with the Michinoku driver. Cedric hits a shooting star press on Cesaro to the outside. He brings him back in and tries to die, but Cesaro hits a mid-air uppercut and gets to one, two, three on Cedric. Wow, Cesaro is a beast. Oh, this sucked, man. Cedric Alexander had to try to pump the crowd up to get him to cheer for him. It's like, damn. Oh, the dead crowd? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. But this was um another showcase as to why Cesaro should really be the champion one day. It's because he can have a good match with anybody, any size, any weight, any shape, any style. Well, you know, Brent, you know, this man said he has to grab those brass rings. All right, so Dasha interviews the Usos to run down the list of Raw tag teams. Dash and Dasha interrupt. Give the Usos props and say they're on Raw, not SmackDown. The Usos tell them, welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. All right, so the Viking Raider versus... So, so what do you think of these uh, name changes? It's better than the Viking experience. It's not as good as War Machines. It's not as good as War Raiders, but it'll do for this week. The Viking experience sounds like a package on like a BDSM service or something. <laughs> okay. See where your mind is at. Goodness. To take you to New York and you just experience new things, huh? <laughs> All right, so the Raider, the Viking Raider versus Lucha House Party. Uh, the Raiders jump the Luchas before the bell. The ball one stacks two Luchas together and power bombs them. One of them tosses Lince Dorado up in the air like he's a sing brother, and then the other hits him with the mid-air spike slam. No match, just a just a, a beatdown. Uh, Zach Ryder and uh, what's the other guy's name? I keep forgetting. Kurt Hawkins. There you go. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are interviewed by Blonde Dasha. She asks him about the Viking Raiders. Zack says they're brand new, and Zack has been there for over a decade. Uh, Zack calls him smelly, horny, woolly mammoths. Uh, what? I don't know. These guys are your world tag team champions, by the way. <laughs> I think smelly and horny would be a better name than the Viking experience. <laughs> Uh, Becky Two Belts comes out. She mentions the Superstar Shakedown. She talks about Lacey Evans. She says she's made a career out of taking out bleach blondes who try to curry favor. Uh, she says Lacey is in the back earning her spot. Is that a innuendo? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Uh, Lacey, Evans come, Lacey Evans comes out. She gives Becky lessons on how to behave like a lady. And she says she will teach the man how to respect the lady at Money in the Bank. Uh, Becky calls her a plank and says she's getting on her last nerve. She talks smack. Little Alicia Fox comes out. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Alicia Fox. The two start off with some headlocks. Corey Graves talks about women again, like he's a men's rights activist. Seriously, what is his deal? Every time a woman comes out, he always has like a lot of crap stuff to say. I don't know. So you're gonna have to take that up with Corey. Uh, Corey Graves. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, I don't know. He's just. For so it's like he hates women or something. Things I, I don't know. He's been going, you know, ever since the things came out between you know him and oh, Carmella, him and, Carmella. and uh, you know, is he, was he, or wasn't he? 
you know, divorce from his wife when all this is going on. He's been, you know, yeah, he's been acting kind of weird. Oh, okay. Let's see here. Becky quickly gets the upper hand by taking Alicia to the outside. Alicia drives Becky into the barricade and turns the tables on her. At one point, Alicia whips Becky into the ropes. Becky comes back, tries to feed a uh, try to, tries to feed Alicia a tilt the world backbreaker. Alicia botches it. Looks like she's going to give her an inverted Styles Clash, an inadvertent Styles Clash, prompting Michael Cole to shout, "Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> then Alicia just flops forward. That was really, really bad. That was awful, man. Like she I was said, trying to do a head scissor. Yeah, I think she was trying to switch it into a, a swinging head scissor, and then it looked like she almost like gave Becky like a Styles Clash power driver. That would have been awful if she actually executed. I think she would have hurt the poor girl. Yes, she. I think that's why Michael Cole was screaming, "Oh God!" The the funny part is it was just so out of nowhere. Oh God! But on a, <laughs> on a very serious note, though, if Alicia Fox is wrestling in the ring, hopefully that means that she's got everything in her personal life. Oh, her stuff started away. out. Yeah, and she's doing better, and you know she's got oh the alcohol, yeah, the drinking and stuff. Yeah, man. So hopefully she's doing better. Okay. Uh, on the outside, Becky shoves Alicia into the barricade. The two get back in the ring. Becky hits a weird flying forearm thing. I don't know what that was. Like it was trying to be. She was trying to do a flying forearm, but it just came off kind of odd. Let's see. She gives Alicia two big exploders. She locks in the disarmor against the wind. And then Lacey Evans comes in and gives Becky a women's right. Uh, this crowd did not give one shit. Becky gets up and, gives, and Lacey gives her another one. Uh, Dasha interviews Boring Corbin. He talks about making Seth Rollins pay for making his life miserable. Dasha finally, she finally gives a good question. So you're just looking past AJ Styles? That's a good question. Finally, in her career, she's given one. Uh, Corbin says he's looking right through him. So, Ricochet versus uh, Robert Rude. Commentary asks, why the name change? Cole says that a WWE.com interview should shed some light on that. The interview does not. The actual interview says, uh, he said since the Superstar Shakedown, he's been able to drop a lot of dead weight in Chad Gable. But he didn't explain why he changed his name or why he, he shaved. Uh, Mesh was okay. Rude one with the spinning DDT. I guess. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this Bray thing that we see here? What in the hell have they done to Bray Wyatt? Oh my gosh. The one thing that, that struck me right off the bat was he looks like Bo Dallas more than ever. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw uh, somebody took a selfie of him before Monday, and everyone commented like how he looks the most like his brother. But um, I, I don't know what the hell this is. It's definitely not as cool as the old Bray Wyatt. So I'll have to just sit back, wait and see. But my initial reaction is. I've been waiting a whole year almost to see Bray Wyatt, and this damn sure wasn't the uh, reintroduction I was hoping for. I hope he's going to come beat somebody up out the blue view, you know, come back in the title picture, not being a mean Mr. Rogers. (laughs) Mean Mr. Rogers. 
Yeah. So, uh, okay. So that's about the time that my DVR cut out. So I did not get the rest of the show. Oh, you missed your favorite part. You missed your second helping of Baron Corbin two weeks in a row. Oh no. Yeah. uh, Philip Phyllis and friends. So AJ Styles faces off against Baron Corbin. Number one contenders match. AJ Styles locks on the calf crusher. Baron Corbin fights and he escapes. Baron Corbin, he goes up top. AJ Styles cuts him off and he hits the phenomenal forearm and AJ Styles gets the win. After the match, Seth Rollins arrives and he shakes hands with AJ and they kind of have the respect, you know, handshake, stare down angle that two baby faces do when it's known that they're going to face off for the title belt at Money in the Bank. Uh, AJ. Oh, oh my God. Oh, now can't do it. Corbin lands. Went for a right again. AJ able to block. Here comes AJ Styles. Rights and lefts driving Corbin back to the ropes. Constant blitz of strikes from AJ Styles. Backhand to the ear of Corbin connects. Yeah, the constant motion had Corbin in trouble. And now Baron Corbin staring right in the eyes of AJ Styles. Saying it's all over. Went for the choke slam backbreaker. AJ throws through. Got the leg hooked in an ear fall. Styles again, rolling through, shoulders down, stacking up. Corbin, looking for the Styles clash. No way, Can no he do way, it? no way. Not able to. Corbin just way too much. Corbin almost with a look on his face like, what do I need to do to put AJ away? And these men have had battles before, and, uh, and Corbin understands what AJ Styles is all about. Obviously, Corbin oh. a little worse for wear, limping around the ring, able to fight through some pain of his own. And today's on the way. No, oh, oh. no. For the calf crusher. Styles, middle of the ring. Submission hold locked in. Is Corbin going to tap? From Baron Corbin, hang on. Is no, Corbin going to tap out? The pain and agony in the face of Corbin. AJ's got it locked in. Look at the torque on the leg of Corbin. And Corbin oh. desperately doing everything he can to break the calf crusher. I had to imagine Baron Corbin was moments away from succumbing to the calf crusher submission. How much does AJ Styles have left? Not much. Baron Corbin's second oh. rope. Oh, Corbin. He hung Corbin up on the top. Oh, Corbin hung himself out to dry. Can AJ deliver it? AJ wants the phenomenal form. Can he do it? He does. Corbin's down. Styles cover. Hook of the leg on Corbin. Got him. AJ Styles is going to money in the bank. Here's your winner. The phenomenal AJ Styles. I cannot wait for AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. And for the first time ever, these two men will meet in four weeks at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view event for the coveted Universal Championship. Show of respect tonight. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, you didn't miss anything spectacular, man. You just missed a Baron Corbin match. Okay. 
Good to know. DVR might have been actually doing you a favor. He... <laughs> DVR was like, DVR was like, oh, I got you, son. Yeah, he knows your heart. So at this point, if he's there, Quintessential R, are you there, sir? I'm here. How are y'all? We're good, sir. We're good. We're going to officially introduce you to the show. We're here joined by Quintessential R. He's going to be our special guest to take us through the second half of the program as uh, Samuel Kalunga is going to bow out because he's going to go see some little movie where, you know, some big guy is going to beat up and kill a whole bunch of your favorite superheroes. But, um, Nonetheless, no, well, I'll be here as long as I can, though. I'll be here in the cut. Hey, hey, Sam, are you are you with me? Uh, uh, that guy that did some things, he was right because I got a list of people that he could have taken out, but he didn't. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, okay, I understand you, bro. There you go. Smackdown came to us from the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. Shane McMahon starts it out. He's here to talk about Roman Reigns and what he did to Vince last week. We see the footage. Shane starts to praise Vince and runs down Reigns for attacking a national treasure like Vince. Shane promises repercussions against Roman, noting that they will settle things right now and tells Reigns to come to the ring right now. Roman comes out, tosses the mic away, and then Shane and Roman, they begin to brawl. Oh, snap. That's when... Shane gets back up from none other than Dee Dee's fave, Elias. So Elias is back to help Shane. They beat down Roman, finally, you know, subduing him. And uh, Elias is to drift away on Roman and they leave him laying in the ring. So are they fighting it, winning the bank? Uh, yes, it was uh, later announced. Elias challenges Roman, and Roman accepts the challenge later yeah. in the show. I'm, I'm just saying, Shane is more forgiving than the prodigal son. He just be like, yeah, I know Vince did some things, let the Undertaker throw me off the Hell in a Cell and all sorts of stuff. But he's like, you know what? That's still dad. Did y'all see that thing online? It was uh, Vince McMahon tweets out like a uh, happy birthday to John Cena. And so he gives like this big long thing. He's like, "Oh, happy birthday to WWE's Babe Ruth. He did so much, and he inspires me, and I love him so much. And he's done such great things for WWE." And then next to the tweet, it shows him uh, saying, "Happy birthday to Shane Man." He says, "Happy birthday at Shane Man." <laughs> Yo, Sam said that to me. I was like, "You know what?" So I feel a way if I was saying, I'd be like, "You know what? You don't love me anymore, Dad." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Bitch Man really does love his son. Yeah, John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get highlights from last week when Kevin Owens became an honorary member of the New Day. Kofi is interviewed backstage. He talks about facing Nakamura later tonight. He says, All is right with the world. And that's when Xavier Woods arrived. They celebrate Kofi being the champion. Kofi says Big E will be back soon, but for now, the Big O is here. That doesn't sound kosher. Uh, rematch. Same two guys, different show as the Superstar Shake-Up is still shaking up. As Andrade Cien Almas is back on SmackDown after his one-week hiatus on Raw 
where he beat Finn Balor. Well, now he's facing Finn Balor on SmackDown, and he loses to Finn Balor on SmackDown via the double stop. It's a, it's a different show. Charlotte back. Charlotte's there. <coughs> I had to clear my throat. Okay. Well, word on the street was it Fox won some Latino stars on SmackDown. Because apparently the show is also going to be simulcast on Fox well, that makes sense. But then again, they didn't know about this months ago. So that's why that's why I found that call BS. I mean, also, he's hitting those woo kicks. Oh, oh, God. You know, those allergies. Those allergies are hitting kind of early, you know. Uh, this is the part where Elias challenges Roman to the match at Rome, at Money in the Bank, and Shane and Elias jump in the limo and they leave. The Iconics they arrive. They mock they mock Paige and her new team of Oscar and Kari Sane. Tonight, Peyton Roy says that she's hydrated and ready to give Kari Sane her first loss on SmackDown. Kari Sane versus Peyton Royce. They lock up, and Peyton Royce lays the boots to Kari Sane. Kari Sane fights back and hits the dragon screw leg whip and some kicks. The blockbuster follows and then the spear. Kari Sane hits the sliding D and she heads up top and she hits the insane elbow. And Kari Sane defeats Peyton Royce. Yay. I do not like the way that they book these champions. Why can't we just get some jobber? Let Kari Sane beat up a jobber a couple of weeks in a row. Then throw her into the mix for a championship match or have her in the middle of this thing with the tag team championship. Well, I think it's because they're not a tag, they're, it's not a tag team match. I don't know. I don't give a damn. You're a champion. You shouldn't lose a singles match or a champions match or, or tag team match. But they should lose by a hook or crook. If they're supposed to be a heel tag team, they're supposed to win this by cheating. And it's just like they, she got over, you know, clean. There was no shenanigans. Everybody knows that Peyton Royce can't beat Kari Sane. That's the reason why she's supposed to win by cheating. How dare you talk about Rich Morton that way? I'm glad you say that because that means that you feel that Peyton Royce has a lot of talent and she does. Oh, I actually know. Like, She's the Shawn Michaels of the group. I mean, it's clearly. <laughs> uh, that's when Mandy and Sonya arrive, and then Jinder Mahal in the scene. So we have this kind of ships passing in the night as Asuka and Kari Sane and Paige are going up the ramp. Mandy Rose and Sonya come out, and they kind of stare down uh, those ladies. And then Jinder Mahal and the Sings come out, and they're like, oh, Jinder's back on SmackDown. It's like, okay, is he going to get on the mic and cut one of those fire-ass promos? <laughs> Negative. Uh, we get an Aleister Black promo. Uh, the name and the persona should not lead to judgment, but they do give it time, and he will be condemned. So who knows where they're going with this new Aleister Black. It's like they spent all that damn time getting everybody to fall in love with Aleister Black and Ricochet. At first, it was like, I was a black and ricochet. What the hell are they doing as a tag team? Then, once you finally get into the groove of it, like, you know what? I was a black and ricochet. That's a fucking tag team. Now, there's the, oh, no, let's break them up. Really? Because, like, I saw them more as, like, a, just placeholders. 
I'm, I mean, I saw them. I saw them as the same thing, Sam, because I was sitting up there going, I enjoy them as a tag team, but they need to be singles wrestlers. As the whole time that they were together, I'm like, so we're going to get that singles run. Uh... But then they had even went all in and they was having matching gear and shit. And so it was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So it was like, okay, they obviously see these guys as like, you know, tag team, but nope. I don't. I don't think they uh, in Kentucky will they agree with him being a Satanist. Oh God! Uh, Chad Gable versus Jinder Mahal. This match never takes place because Lars Sullivan attacks Chad Gable on his way to the ring. Uh, Lars Sullivan then beats up the Singh brothers as Jinder Mahal does the smart thing and gets the hell out of the ring. Uh, did he uh, fling a sing? Uh, yeah, he did. Okay. Our uh, well, truth. Yeah, Okay, his point. Halal meat was 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 ready and Sir. catering, and you Sir. got it. Look, <laughs> look, halal meat is good. I'm just oh, I actually had some in New York. Yeah, it's delicious. I mean, I had some in Dearborn, so I I know I understand. Look, when it's ready, you gotta go. Our <laughs> okay. truth arrives, looking for revenge on Lars Sullivan. You gotta put the you gotta put that white sauce on it, though, Quan. Absolutely, it's sneaky sauce. That's what it oh, is. Oh, that's what it's called. Okay, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Lars quickly cuts off Archers and he hits him with the running Liger bomb. Roman is interviewed. He accepts Elias's challenge for Money in the Bank. Then that's when we get a Charlotte and Becky face to face. Charlotte comes out. She talks about the main event at WrestleMania. She says Becky pinned Ronda Rousey, winning both the titles, but she did not beat Charlotte. Becky never beat her for her title, and she wants Becky to explain why she has to claim to her belt. Becky comes out and says uh, that she said it was winner take all, so the winner took all. Becky says she didn't beat Charlotte because she was too too busy beating Ronda, the woman that no one else could beat. Becky says she's already beat Charlotte and she left with both belts and no one could stop her. Charlotte says Becky didn't beat her and claims to be in her head because when when Lacey is knocking her out, all Becky sees is Charlotte. Becky says she's owned Charlotte. Charlotte says Becky's days are numbered and that she has nothing to lose. Charlotte says she's next in line, but Becky refuses and says she wants new challengers. That's when Bailey arrives and says this is supposed to be about fresh starts, but all she sees is a rerun. Bailey says Becky has never defeated her. Charlotte tells Bailey to get to the back of the line, but Bailey refuses and tells Charlotte to earn a title shot and proposes a match right now. This greatly amuses Becky and greatly shocks Charlotte because Bailey was here for all the smoke. Charlotte versus Bailey. Bailey counters the knee attack and Sunset flips Charlotte into the turnbuckles and covers for a two count. Bailey heads up top, but Charlotte cuts her off and looks for the figure eight, but Bailey counters. Charlotte hits a spear and Charlotte gets the pin and she will go on to face Becky Lynch at Money in the Bank. Wait, so what's going on with uh, uh, Lacey Evans then? When, when? What is that going to happen? Becky says that she'll defend both the titles at Money oh, in the okay. Bank. Yo, I, I don't know if y'all saw the tweet that somebody said, why Becky got to go against the entire McCain family? <laughs> and I, I I just was like, you know what? I 
I have no words. Uh, we get another, uh, the same edition from Monday Night Raw of Bray Wyatt's Fire Funhouse. Then it's time for the main event of the evening, Kofi Kingston versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura cuts Kofi off with kicks and a snap German suplex. Nakamura sets, but Kofi cuts off the Kinshasa with a running double stomp. They work into some counters. We get the SOS by Kofi, and that gets a two count, and that has Rusev make the save, and that causes a disqualification. The New Day, they clear the ring, and Woods gets taken out on the floor. Kofi, he saves Owens from a Kinshasa, but then Owens turns on Kofi and super kicks him and begins to beat up Kofi. Owens then poses over Kofi with the title. He talks shit about Kofi's kids and Kofi tries to fight back. But Owens beats him down again until Xavier Woods tries to make the save only to get leveled with a vicious clothesline from Kevin Owens and then hit with the apron powerbomb as Kevin Owens walks up the ramp leaving both members of the New Day battered and bruised. Oh, thinking about trouble in paradise. Nakamura. Oh, went for the left. Find Kofi. Oh. SOS. Did he get him? Into the cover. Oh, Nakamura and Rusev. Oh. Rusev breaking up the pinfall attack. And here comes Xavier Woods into the fray. And Rusev knew that Nakamura was moments away from being put away. And look at KO. And Big O showing his support for the new New Day. This is what it's all about, backing up Kofi, being in his corner. And we're going to fill it in for Big E. Big O with the assist to Woods. Down goes Rusev. Yeah, oh, Kinshasa fells Xavier Woods. Oh, wait a minute. Kofi pushed Owens out of the way. Trouble in paradise. Big thinking by Kingston. But what the? Wait a minute. Fighter has his fingertips on the richest prize in SmackDown Live. for the assist. Come on, get out of here. Get out of here. 
is systematic destruction from Kevin Owens. It's sick. It's twisted. Oh, not this. No, no, no. Owens still through this. Kevin, no! Yo, have y'all seen the tweets this weekend from Big E and Xavier? Like, Big E is like, he's ready to stomp out Kevin Owens. And uh, I saw some, I saw a tweet from Xavier. And he's like, the only one that can understand me. Uh, triple dots afterwards. And it's a picture of him and him seeing uh, Jericho on a plane. And Jericho is like, you know what? I understand. You can never trust a Canadian. And, <laughs> and, and he ain't say that, but you see the look that he has in his eyes. And uh, Kevin Owens is like, you know, great picture, guy, great pick, guys. I'm like, yes, because you, these Canadians, oh, horrible. Too bad they couldn't have let this thing marinate for about a month before they got here. Before they pulled the trigger. What you would have you would have wanted it for the July pay per view? They could have made man. They could have had this thing go on for weeks, just him doing more. Because that's what made the Festival of Friendship so good is because they had been running together for months, like almost a year, like six months. It, it could have been better if they had waited till SummerSlam, but I think they needed somebody now. Because I, I, as much as I enjoy Kofi as champion, I see they're possibly going to take it off, take the title off of him by SummerSlam. So they just need it at least to warm up to it. So I, I, I mean, in my brain, I have uh, Kevin Owens losing at the net, at Money in the Bank, and then something taking taking place at SummerSlam where he wins the title. But uh, it. I think they they. I I I agree with you, Don, that they might have rushed it. But I see what they were trying to do because who else is going to challenge him for the title right now? That's that's the reason why you you take your you got like like him and Randy Orton probably should have been the natural program. Him and Randy nah. Orton talk about the history. And he and he says, "Now you know what you ducked and dodged me, never gave me a shot. But I'm not going to do you that way. I'm going to prove to you that I was worthy then, and I'm worthy now, and build a storyline. And then he beats Randy Orton, gets a title defense, and then you go into SummerSlam. He's got a hot defense, and then you build a program that you want. Nah, I think Randy is like even more part time than we believe. So I think it's kind of like Randy is like I took I did the AJ Styles match. I'm chilling after WrestleMania, so he <laughs> might not be back until SummerSlam. He's like he's like I'm gonna go to go to a few MAGA rallies. You know he is. You know he is. But that's that's the best story though to have Kofi beat Randy Orton for the first title defense. Mm. I can see that. I, I mean, I see it, but I just think Vince is like nobody sees that match, even though. We all remember when Kofi was giving giving uh, Randy Orton all the hell. 
he, I don't think he thinks anybody went back to that because, like I said, when he when we saw when Randy Orton said stupid to Kofi after hitting the move ten years ago, and Kofi did the same thing to Randy Orton, I don't think Vince sees that. You know, remember we have to remember he's a seventy year old that only watch, basically watches Raw. We're not gonna get what we want. I think if uh, base god Trips was there, he would have put that in there. But, you know, Vince is still the head writer for both shows. So we're not going to get that. But what we're going to get next is NXT. Starts off with Jackson Riker versus Umberto Carrillo. Jackson Riker beats on Carrillo on the floor and tosses him over the barricade. Neither man can make it back in the ring before the count of 10. So we have a double count out. That's when Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, they make the save for Carrillo, possibly setting up a six-man tag team match between the Forgotten Sons and Umberto Carrillo with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Uh, Michael Cole, or excuse me, Adam Cole, baby. Says, <laughs> Michael Cole, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's the dumb chant you tried to get started. Hey, hey, Luckily, hey. nobody picked up on. Thank you. Hey. Hey. Well, not gonna happen. Adam Cole says that Roderick Strong will defeat Johnny Gargano tonight, and that's when Matt Riddle interrupts and gives Adam Cole a little bit of shit. You know who? Uh, it, it finally dawned on me. Uh, Matt Riddle is fucking Jim Brewer, hmm. the comedian. Oh, oh, snap! The the facial expressions. I see it. <laughs> I see it. It's like a mix of. To me, it's like a mix of of Rob Van Dam, but just because his the way that he portrays it. But I do see the Jim Brewer face. Candice LeRae and Casey Contezaro faced off against Aaliyah and Vanessa Moore. Contezaro fights back with the net breaker and tags in Candice LeRae. Candace hits the missile drop kick and she runs wild. She hits a neck breaker and then she hits a lion salt and she gets the win for Candace LeRae and Casey Cancesaro. Uh Are we under the impression that uh, Casey LeRae beats out Shayna Baszler? Because I, I said that to the WrestleCast uh, live tweet that everybody just was like, no, that can't happen. I'm like, they're gonna make that happen. Nah, it's gonna be EO, man. No, they're they're gonna do it. I wish it would as much as I would love it to be EO. I I you know, Triple H likes to do them really, really long storylines and I think I think Don brought it up where he was like, Well, you know Candace LeRae was the first victim, even though I thought it was Dakota Kai, but you know. It's gonna happen. I think EO's gonna get it first. I really think so, just based off of the the angle they shot. Uh, EO Shirai is interviewed about Kari Sane's loss and Shayna Baszler attack last week on uh, Kari and her. You know, she went after her arm after she did the flying elbow into the guardrail, and that's when Shayna Baszler, Jasmine Duke, and Marina Shafir attack EO Shirai in the interview position and lay her out. You ain't got no backup, man. Uh, um, Kari's gone. Bianca Belair wasn't nowhere around this week. Me and Yim was just talking. It was a bad sight. 
So you think Io Shirai is going to be the one to take us to the next level? Yes. You know what? I'm I'm good with that. I would rather it be her than Candice LeRae because Candice LeRae has been uh, MIA for months on end or weeks on end. Well, you know, she's kind of caught up in her, you know, she's kind of like in her husband's storyline, too. So she couldn't necessarily be all out in front of the video. She had to lay back a little bit for Johnny. Uh, I I need Io Shirai to be the the next one, because ever since someone told me about her, she was my uh, my lock screen for a minute. I, I got a really good picture of her. But, uh, you know, she has a near, she has almost, uh, well, she has these videos online that you have to go to the uh, CD side of the internet to find some videos that I think you might like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and look for those. I'm not saying when I'm going to look for Upgrade those. Upgrade your uh, virus scan before you do that, sir. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to go into like Reddit, do I? Cause, you know, oh, no, 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 this is just. Well, uh, well, I don't. I haven't actually seen it myself, but I know Q has my former my podcast partner Q. Uh, so I'll I'll hook him I'll hook you all up. Maybe all right, he can maybe he can share them with you instead of you having to fry your computer. All right, cool, cool. Speaking of Japanese superstars, Kishida debuts next week. Stephen Regal comments that he's excited that the deal is done, and that's when Cassius Ono arrives. Cassius Ono says that he's the only one who knows how to, you know, wrestle that Japanese style, so he'd be the perfect one to face Kushida. And Stephen Regal agrees and makes the match for next week. The war rate. Oh, go ahead. Are we getting the real Kushida or are we getting like the, you know, we'll we'll have to see. I'm a bit apprehensive. I'll tell you, I'll tell you next week. I'll let you know next week. All right. Because <laughs> I I don't know what we're going to get yet. Uh, the War Raiders, and yes, they're still the War Raiders. They face off against the Street Profits, and they brought the Red Cups back. It's definitely feeling that. Uh, Hanson battles back with a back handspring elbow. Roe comes in with an exploder suplex and a knee strike. The champions run wild. And they hit Thor's hammer on Montez Ford for the win. All right. It's unfortunate, man. Street Profits came out. They hit them with everything they had in the first, like, five, six minutes. Tried to get that quick win. And then once the power and strength of the War Raiders started taking over, as lights out, still want to see Montez Ford with the belt, though. You know what? It's coming because they can't. I mean, to be honest, after War Raiders, who's the other tag team other than uh, uh the NXT Red Dragon uh, coming back to get them again. Because they've... I mean, think about it, because TM61 is basically a wrap, and who else is left? Yeah, uh, they're trying to hype up their the Forgotten Sons to, to uh, Blake and Cutler. I mean, the same folks that they chant during NXT, We Forgot You? No. Uh... Birch and uh, Oni Lorkin one one two. It's time for them to do another uh, another talent raid. They should go get the uh, the American Wolves from Impact. Go rescue them. 
Wait, is the other one still wrestling? I don't know, because I haven't seen one of them. I haven't seen the other one in a while, so I have no idea what he's doing. Because I've only seen Eddie Edwards, and they had him versus Lashley uh, for the title. So. Yeah, he's the only one that I've seen, but I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what happened to the other guy. Or, or they can't get the, they can't get the both. He just get Eddie Edwards and make a new wolf. I don't know. Mia Yim, she's being interviewed. She's talking about Shayna's reign of destruction, and ultimately Mia says that everybody's had a title shot but her, so she wants her chance. Main event time: Johnny Gargano versus Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong cuts Gargano off and tosses him into the buckles and follows with the backbreaker covering Johnny Gargano for a two count. Gargano counters his stronghold into the Gargano escape. That's when Adam Cole arrives along with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. But Matt Riddle fights them off. Gargano hits a dive on Adam Cole. He hops back in the ring. He hits the slingshot DDT on a Roderick Strong. He makes the pin. And Johnny Gargano is your winner. This leads to Adam Cole and Roderick Strong having an argument in the ring after the match. All right, so I found Davey Richards. Apparently, uh, one of his last matches was against Keith Lee in in Evolve. And then he took all of 2018 off to go, go back to college, and he hasn't been seen since. So that would mean that he is done with the wrestling business. I mean, he could come back. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Who knows? But another strong episode of NXT. thought the main event was fun. I don't know what they're trying to do with the Undisputed, but we got some more problems brewing. Well, but but you got to think about it. Remember, if Undisputed comes up to the main roster, most of the folks that go to the shows, don't watch NXT, and we know for damn that Vince doesn't watch it, so it's just something just to move the story forward. I don't know. If I was all those guys, I wouldn't want to go to the main roster until Triple H took over, and if that wasn't until three years from now, then fuck it, I'm NXT for three more years. I mean... But you have to remember, like, these people aren't really making that much money in NXT, though. Yeah, I know. That's the only drawback. But, damn, would you rather be able to be in NXT and actually have a career or go to WWE, be on the main roster, and be Apollo Crews? Show up every week, and once every six weeks, you're out of catering. If you really want to be doing all that, then you should have just stayed on the indies. Most of those people, that's where they're going back to. I mean, they still could go back to it, to be quite honest, but... Most of the people are getting in now and like, man, fuck this, I'm going back. Are you talking about the Mighty Chili or whatever? I'm talking about Neville, I'm talking about Austin Aries, I'm talking about, you know, just people that's like recently in the last like two years has just been like, you know what, this ain't really... This ain't really everything. It, it this ain't everything wrestling is. So I'm gonna just back up out of this and go back to what I know and do just as good. So the only but I, Neville was a different case, though. Neville was they were stuck for whatever reason on Enzo. So you know, that's a whole different other uh, faction. But but neither one of y'all are asking the real question. And the real question is, why haven't they brought in Little Scrappy and Young Buck to do the uh, Money in the Bank theme song? <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Because that is too hip hop for Vince. It's not pop enough. You know, he's only into Flo Rida and Pitbull. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know who they are. Maybe he he asked them. He asked Triple H to go get to go get him Sammy Davis Jr. or somebody. Oh no, this is hipper. This is still. He's like, where's that hot young talent? That Sammy Davis Jr. fell off. Go get him. This is like in the sixties or seventies, so anything rock and whatever can <laughs> can could be. Played oh, I, I remember he had a uh, little Richard do the uh, America the Beautiful at uh, WrestleMania ten. Yo, I'm I'm just saying he should have just listened to Titus. Titus got the hookups. He already had him Yolanda Adams at WrestleMania. <laughs> right. I bet you, I bet you, uh, her check was bigger than his when the payoff comes. Yo, you know what? Savage. That's 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 how Titus Worldwide works. We get you a bigger check than than I get. <laughs> he, said, he was like, you know what? Go ahead, babe. I got this check for you. Is yours a city G? Yours might be whatever, and mine might be whatever. I'm going to say hers was at least. Five times, five times, whatever his was. So she might have got. She actually did more work than he did. So, I mean, she might have got thirty G's off, off, off general purpose, and he might have been like five. <laughs> Find his fees. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so that's a very interesting, uh, very interesting way to uh, to make your relationship work. But whatever, Titus, you know. Good for you, Titus. Hey, yo, Titus wins because think about it—he got a Grammy-winning, stellar award-winning woman on his side. And he he's won. a jobber. He's a, in in the scope of wrestling. He's a nobody. But guess what? In the game of life, he won <laughs> first place with the ribbon and all. First place. He's right ahead of racist ass Hogan. I ain't forgot, motherfucker. It ain't a we ain't done. Whenever, whenever I'm um, messaging with uh, Paige Turner, and I even and I even say the word worldwide, she hits me with this funny gif of like uh, Titus Apollo and uh, Dana Brooke, you know, going worldwide. <laughs> Yo, I'm still I still need to holler at Young uh, Littlefoot because I need one of those shirts so I can go to Hogan's restaurant. I swear I will do it. You go to Pasadena. Yes, I'm going to. See if they got the pasta hokey. You go see if they got the Dunkaroos and the hokey use. Yes, I'm going. I I know it's I know it's on. I think it's on International Drive in Orlando, but I'm I'm going. We're talking about that beach, that beach restaurant. Yeah, I, oh, okay. I don't give a, I don't know what it is, but I want to get that uh the uh race the mania shirt that uh little little young little foot made, and if I fucked up the name of it, I've been drinking, so leave me alone. Uh, but uh, yes, I need to go wearing that shirt. I need that shirt first, and then I'm going. Fitting right into the Miss Didi Jeunet slot nicely. Thursday oh, night. Always. Thursday oh, drinking, night. Drinking. drinking part? Yeah. Yes, yes. So at this point, fellas, if you guys want to, Sam, I'll let you go first since you got present places to be for your shout outs and thank yous. Mm. Well, shout out to Nikki, of course, as always. Uh, she always gets the first shout out. Shout out to Don and the uh, quintessential R. Shout out to uh, the city of New York for not killing me. Uh, let's see here. No love to MetLife Stadium because you suck. 
And uh, let's see here. Shout out to Naomi and her new uh, her new outfit. That's a it's a wonderful thing. And that's gonna be about it. And uh, I will see you next week. We, I will be here next week, and we can talk about some Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, we'll probably maybe do that in the uh, in the dark match, man. We got to get the people something to go over there and check. Yo, out. I gotta I gotta check that out. Where is that at again? On Vice Land. Okay, I'm gonna check that out. And it's not really streaming anywhere either because I checked. The only way you have to watch it is through DVR or on the. No, it's not even on demand. You literally, literally. Oh no, wait, it is on demand. Like if you have cable or something, check their on demand service. It'll probably be there. Yeah, I'm probably gonna give that a, a whirl here. Uh, maybe when I edit this podcast, because I can just listen to it while I edit it. Don't have to watch it per se. I know what happened. Oh, you don't see Jim, you don't see the old cornet face. <laughs> Is he wearing the shirt? No, I was uh, just seeing. <laughs> no, usually when he does something like that, he wears his shirt. Oh yeah, the cornet face shirt. Yeah, yeah. Quan Essential R, your shout outs and thank you, sir. All right. Shout out to uh, Don for inviting me. Shout out to Sam. And Sam, you are in New York, Tampa next year, WrestleMania. Let's go. All right? Cool. Yeah, we can do that. Definitely. All right. Uh, shout out to... Uh, to uh, oh, I don't know. I've been drinking now. Uh, shout out to my... Cousin John, because we'll sit up there and watch wrestling on his 70-inch TV, which is crazy. Uh, shout out to my friend Chris that's in Arizona, because he's supposed to be going to WrestleMania with me next year. We're getting ringside seats. Yes, oh, I can. to go get it. Yes. And I will try to wave you in, Sam. You just need to you don't say anything. We'll get <laughs> I'm part of the camera uh, crew. Okay. There you go. Shout out to Don uh, and everything, because uh, y'all my folks. Uh, shout out to Dead Ass Girls Podcast, because they they funny as hell. And they dirty as hell, so it's funny. So I, oh, they're the only other place that I can that they can say something about making Vince break both quads, and I can also say about uh, smanging uh, Stephanie's uh, cake. But uh, shout out to everybody uh, worldwide. Uh, worldwide. But uh, yo, I I just love the fact that uh, the WrestleCast has introduced me to so many folks that I thought I was like to be really really honest. I thought I was like the only person uh, around my folks that were uh, a wrestling fan of color. So. If I haven't said it before, I thank you for inviting me on the show so many times. Uh, and now that Maurice then popped into my head, and if you follow my boy Ron House, uh, Ron underscore House B O on Instagram, he he ends up doing more Instagram than I do about like uh, NXT uh, UK. So uh, shout out to all of y'all. Maurice, Maurice gonna go. Join the manhunt to go find his mayor. Did y'all hear about that? No, I did not oh. see this. Yeah, it, the, oh, the mayor of the mayor of Baltimore. Oh yeah, they got, Baltimore they, she got she got hemmed up, right? He, yeah, he dipped. Yeah, he was gone. <laughs> they went to her. Uh, they went to her house along with City Hall. So you know somehow Mo might end up being the nineteenth in line for the mayor of Baltimore. So you don't know, <laughs> Mayor Maurice. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I'd like to give a shout out to these two gentlemen for joining me this evening on this, the 234th episode of the WrestleCast. It's good to talk to Sam and chop it up with him. Thank you, Quintessential R, for filling in for Miss Didi Jonay this week. Again, we'd like to give a big shout out to Magnum Prime and his impending new family that is on the way. So hopefully everything works out with the new little one, Ten Toes. Ten fingers, all healthy. Big shout out to Miss Didi Jonay. Hope that you return from your vacation in parts unknown safely and healthily, and we'll get a chance to talk to you next week on the show. Give a shout out to all the Russell Bays. Give a special shout out to the ladies of the Forever Young cast, Miss Jupiter Julep, Madam Lizette, and West Sleep. Though they released their new State of Women's Wrestling podcast. So check that out. They go in-depth on a whole bunch of topics involving women's wrestling and just wrestling in general. So they have a bunch of tangents that they go off on. Very entertaining. Check them out. Also, check out me and Anwar, Cast a Strong Style. We reviewed MSG, and uh, we'll be talking about Wrestling Duntaku coming up soon. That will be the next big event that's taking place here at the beginning of May. Um, like Sam oh, said, I have one more quick. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just gonna say we're gonna get into this uh, dark side of the ring, and then that'll probably be like the weekly feature on the dark match for the next couple of weeks as we kind of talk about that. So I will be getting into that, and uh, that's really about it. Shout out to Jace, the Max, Laura Singh, all the Russell Bays, and everybody like that. I got one more shout out. Uh, shout out to Tatiana King for helping me navigate the uh, the past train to New Jersey because that's that was not fun, not one bit. They need to work on that. They need to work on their uh, logistics there, the New Jersey wait, trains. Wait, Sam gets another one. I get one more. One more. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take take it. Shout out to Jay to the to the Max because he uh, I was going through some stuff and she she definitely helped me out so I just wanted to uh, shout her out for that. Thank you. Jay's just everybody's little angel. She really is. I don't think there's a problem that she can't fix. She's just amazing. I mean, uh, other than that Bears fan thing, I'm just saying. Other than that, that, that hurts the soul a little bit, but that's okay. Well, we all can't be perfect. She won't be my friend uh, for one Sunday next year because the Bears and Redskins face each other this year in Week Five. I think I think it's a either a Monday night or a Thursday night football game. So there'll be lots of trash talking, all in love, of course. Look, I look, I I, I face her twice a year, so uh, I'm a Lions fan, so I just face her twice a year, so you know. It's all love, except for that twice a year. Well, we love Jay to the max, and we love everybody that's a part of the WrestleCast community that live tweets with us, interacts with us, tweets with us, adds us, mentions us, uh, names us when they name those lists of your favorite wrestling podcasts. We are always honored to be a part of your list, so please continue to listen. Please support our sponsors over on CSPN.us. Click on Amazon, do some shopping. Some of that purchase comes back to us here at the CSPN to help keep the WrestleCast free. Uh, Make sure you got a Mother's Day gift. If you haven't gotten it yet, go through Amazon. But first, stop at CSPN.us so you can give some of that purchase back to us and also get your mom something cool for Mother's Day. It's rapidly approaching, folks. 
have something for your mom for Mother's Day. Give her something more than a card this year. Actually, let her think that you thought about her. And you also thought about your favorite podcasting network. So for the returning Samuel Kalunga, for our guest, the Quantessential R, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been episode 234 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. So Becky Lynch pinned Ronda Rousey. And she won both the Raw and SmackDown Live Women's Championships. But she pinned Ronda Rousey. No, I did not tap out. I did not get pinned. No, you see, you want to know what that means? Ronda Rousey lost my championship. So Becky Lynch did not beat me for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. So I want Becky two belts to come out here and explain to me why she thinks that she's the rightful champion to the SmackDown Live Women's Championship when she did not beat me. You said it was a winner-takes-all match. Did you not understand what that meant? Charlotte, I didn't pin you at WrestleMania because I was too busy beating the baddest woman on the planet, the woman that nobody else could beat, more importantly, the woman that you couldn't beat, Ronda Rousey. I'm pretty sure I was in that match too. You were in that match, but I've beaten you so many times, I can't even count anymore. So I wanted to know that I could beat Ronda Rousey because I already knew I could beat Charlotte Flair. I walked out with both of your titles and there wasn't a damn thing either one of you could do about it. See, here's the thing, Becky. You have everything to lose. And guess what? I have nothing to lose. So... After you face Lacey Evans at Money in the Bank, I'm next in line and I'm taking it back. How are you next in line, Charlotte? Because you know I what said I so. want. You know what I want? Shut your face, you stupid dog. I'll tell you what I want. There what you go. There you go. What I want. What I want. What do you want? What I want is for you to clear the way for the likes of Bailey, for Mickey James, for Ember Moon, because I want new challenges. I want new opponents. But you, you are the web that management will not untangle me from. So, Evans up money in the bank. If you want to work your way from the bottom to the top, I will still be Becky two belts. I've done it eight times and I'll do it nine. So the superstar shakeup is supposed to be all about fresh starts. But all I see is a rerun. Thanks for the shout out. And while you may have lost count how many times you beat Charlotte, I can count how many times you've beaten me. Zero. How about 
this though. Bailey, don't listen to Becky and get in the back of the line. Because this is still my show. Okay? Back of the line. How about you stop acting like you are owed every title opportunity and start earning one? You want a shot at Becky Lynch? Well, guess what? So do I. So how about we see who deserves one? Me or you right now. Deserves one? You're not even worth my time to face right now. Get the back. Oh, oh, oh.